1: What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. And the graduate, am I am I pronouncing that right? Evan Cheney at Cheney69 is back. What's up, man?
2: Yeah.
3: We finally made it. We made it through. I think I think I was in college for six years before I got like, my undergrad. So.
1: Like what? A, what a dick I am for giving you such a hard time, <laughs> and then I saw you. I, I saw you tweet. Uh, the hours earlier, I, I missed the, uh, the graduation picture. Um, Man. so I almost felt bad, but, um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad, I'm just glad that I could play a small part, uh, in getting you through college, uh, with all He's these bogey free bucks. Uh, kept, um, kept me
3: sane, <laughs> kept me, kept me uh, with textbooks. I could afford textbooks with the golf money.
1: So. Um, yeah, so, so congrats on that. Very exciting stuff. Um, and uh, we have Brian Kirshner joining us tonight. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Brian Kirshner underscore. Um, what's going on, man? We have uh, – I'm doing a short intro here because we got 48 seconds till this draft starts, and we just pulled – Oh, uh, uh, no. Fifth. And y- you're no, third. No, I'm just so.
4: ready to – I'm ready to just give out some locks tonight, do a little snake draft, talking a lot of DFS. I'm going to enter too much money in this week and just go at it, but it's going to be a fun week. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, thank you for having me on your pod. Um, of course, I'm, man. I'm ready to talk some golf, and I, I appreciate the invite.
1: For sure, man. We uh, love, uh, love, love having different, uh, you know, opinions on and everything. So, and we've been we've been interacting a little bit. So, I figured I would I'd throw out the invite there. Um, again, guys, make sure uh, you are following Brian at Brian Kirshner underscore. We gotta get these. Uh, we gotta get a comma in the uh, in the following uh in the followers number there.
4: Yeah, no, I think so. that will be good.
1: All right, let's see what we got here. Wow, Speeth with uh with the top ADP at the moment. Interesting. Seems I mean it makes
3: sense. It makes Seems sense because bad. he's probably he <laughs> probably is the second best four. Coming into this one. I guess, yeah. Um As tilting right. as that is.
1: Yeah, they went they one, I think. I, I think that's more I think that's more my speed. Uh Rom is Ram is up there too. Rom goes oh, and already? now Brian's on the clock here. Yeah. I'm up
4: and I can grab speed. You know, I heard him on what, the No Learning value? podcast today. I just
1: What? I said it's such value.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take speed. I was gonna get. I'm if he was there, I'm. I'm grabbing him.
3: Did it? Did it go through? Um, it did. It normally takes a second.
1: All right, now we got. We got one pick until us here, Ev. What? What are we thinking here? We got. We got Decky off the the Masters win. We got Willie Z. I mean, Let's go Will. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Will well. comes I'm,
3: in here. Yeah, he comes in here pretty good, actually.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if people. I haven't listened to any content or read anything yet this week. I don't know if people are like worried that he missed the cut. I am firmly not in that camp. Um, if there are people that are feeling that way, <laughs> I'm not. Um, Can't go so wrong been, with Willie Z this week. Yeah, and we got we got Berger going, and then it's about to bounce back to us. And then Brooks, um, you you could you could flip a coin here for me, uh, Ev. What, what do you think, Scheffler or
3: Burns? Uh, well, I was going to say Fitzpatrick. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. Alright, I'll go I'll go Fitz. That's okay, fine. That's fine. Do we have I, any um, of those do we have any strange pickers in this in this draft? Someone picking like remember that one that, that one guy's lineup who just random picks across the board? Do we have any yeah, of
1: those this week? It doesn't look, no. look but I'm fit, up. So you know I'm not, up. Um, not totally chalk, but I'm I'm standard.
4: I think I – think I'm going to go with Leishman. I have him in a lot of lineups. I like him this week. He plays well in easier fields. He bombs the ball. I'm going to go Leishman. I have him in a lot of lineups, so I'm going to stay true to that.
1: Yeah, I like it. And everybody likes uh, likes an Australian in Texas, so.
4: Oh, I, I- – what? I hit Leishman. Why did it say I, I totally dra- – I didn't mean to,
1: to draft Burns, but I actually like Burns this week. Burns is a better player. I, I don't know how I did that.
4: <laughs> oh, I, I got really it really quick and right away. I think it just auto-drafted the first one.
1: Yeah, I think you're on auto-draft right now, Brian. It has, a little, it has a little logo on your oh, name.
4: I, I'm an idiot. There you
1: I go.
3: Awesome.
4: I'm so dumb. I've never done a live draft before. <laughs> But I think my lineup will still work out well.
1: Yeah, I I, I honestly do prefer Burns, um, for sure. So, uh, let's no, see. I... Sergio went. Palmer went. And then you're about to be up after this next pick, there, Brian. Yeah. Jason Day. Yeah, a lot, you lot know,
4: of I'm guys. I'm gonna go just way playing. down the board. I'm gonna go way down the board, and I'm I'm drafting my guy Brandt Steniker. I ran some models, and he's popping up really high, and I absolutely love him in every way, shape, and form this week. He probably won't win, but I'm taking him every finishing position this week. I really like him this week, and I really like him in DraftKings.
3: Here's my question though. How does DJ have a nineteen point nine
1: ADP? Well, he's he he withdrew.
3: No, I'm saying like he's not playing.
1: So I think he probably got like auto drafted um, before they marked him out. All right, right. see who went. Is it is it list week, buddy? Uh, I think it's list week.
3: Oh God! I guess I guess it's list week.
1: I mean, I'm I'm fine with Harris English too but I
3: mean I, I prefer Harris English. Right, he good. makes me not not want to go nuts, but
1: yeah, I don't I don't know if I could yeah. deal with I don't know if I could deal with Fitzpatrick oh, and List in the same lineup, so that's a that's a solid call. This will be oh, yeah. what is this a five dollar draft? I think kids are
4: gonna have a good week.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, I'm just saying this is a five dollar draft and it would it would probably tilt me more than anything else um that I that I enter or, or bet this week. <laughs>
3: I think I mean Luke List though makes a lot of sense for more traditional DFS contests.
1: Yeah, you know, Well, sure. I mean, if he makes know. it back to us, can we say no twice? That's the real question. Ooh, he did. I mean, I I kind of want to I kind of want to go down here and get and get Gooch in there personally.
3: You can get Gooch. You can get. You can pick up value now and then. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking we should go coach here. Possibly just pick up a list at the back end of the draft, you know, one of us at least.
1: Yeah, this is this is interesting this week. Obviously, the field is um definitely on the weaker side. Pricing in general is is kind of interesting. Um and, you know, the these drafts definitely reflect that. Like, if you – I've talked about it before. If you have, like, a, a strong conviction on on somebody in a weak field like this for a snake draft, I think you should uh, absolutely be willing to, um, you know, take a stand uh, in the snakes because th- not a lot of people go.
3: Also, I feel like Matt Kucher is being I, – like I totally agree. I think t- – No saying? I'm sorry.
4: No, I was saying I think DFS is really great this week. I think there's a lot of opportunity to build a lot of really good lineups, and you're not, like, fighting for prices at the end, which I think makes for a really good week. So I think it's a good week to mass enter a bunch of lineups because you could get a lot of lineups with a lot of players you like this week. So I think it's a great week for DFS.
1: Yeah, and I think there's some – there's some uncertainty, obviously, with a course that we haven't really seen before, um, yep. and I think that any time and a weaker field, I think anytime there's that much volatility, um, yeah, you know, you just if if you just kind of lean back on like your baseline projections, you can uh, you can do pretty well in, in weeks like this.
4: I agree. I I drafted <laughs> Carlos Ortiz because he had a strong showing at the. Um, at a T- TPC Scottsdale, the very similar courses. He, sometimes his putter can get hot. So I'm going to ride with him this week. I have him in a few lineups. Uh,
1: Ev, you got – what do you think? Champ? Kazire? Champ, Champ, absolutely. Yeah.
3: If we're, if this that... is going to be – if we're rewarding bombers here, Champ yeah. Champ all the way.
1: Yeah, I I haven't spent a ton of time um, – Digging and being like, oh, this is definitely. Uh, hold on, I'll I'll finish that thought in a second. Um, yeah. What do you think, Munoz? Uh, I don't I don't hate I don't hate Stallings this week either. Honestly, I want you to pick someone.
3: I, haven't I picked our whole team at this point?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 stick to my convictions here. I'm gonna go Stallings.
3: Should oh, yeah. I, I get? It.
1: All right. Yeah, I like I, I like this team. That's a that's a fine uh, fine way to round out there.
3: But for whatever reason, I I look at it and I just feel like slightly uncomfortable. I don't yeah, know but I
1: think I think that's I think that's the weak right like the that's the
3: field I think.
1: Yeah, that the, is
3: representative of the field. So
1: the snake draft itself kind of lends lends itself to. Feeling kind of shitty after because like you can you can't decide to go stars and scrubs like you have to. I
4: I'm going for the sole fact that he showed up really high in the model I made. I'm going Wyndham Clark for no other reason he's high in my model.
3: Okay, I like it. I would also be intrigued with Johnny Vegas, at that.
4: Yeah, I think he's a popular pick this week. I think it's it's a good pick. Honestly, I think a lot of people will be on him.
3: Again, I haven't read it. He was
4: pretty there, high on, on fashion, Fantasy National. Artwork.
3: Okay. I mean, if he's being talked about, then Fantasy National is going to be picking up on that. So, that makes sense, yeah. though. I mean, he's a bomber. He's, he's, he's a cheap bomber of course that rewards yeah. that, so I wouldn't.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: I don't, I don't no, I
4: think him. it'll
1: be a good pick yeah so I'm'm I'm, I was just saying I think I think that in general all right, I can stop sharing my screen here I think in general um, you you kind of leave the snake kind of liking it and kind of hating your lineup every single week because like you don't have the option of just being like I can uh, I can pick two of the top guys like that won't ever happen in a snake draft just by virtue of the format. So it's, it's one of those things where you kind of have to embrace like the volatility at the end where you can, you can go a little bit off the board. If you're doing a six man draft, you can go a little bit deeper um, than, you know, like the quote unquote ADP, like this ADP is not efficient um, or any more efficient than like the salary scale, right? Like it's, it's a few drafts running for a couple of days. It's not like fantasy football ADP, where by August, like it's pretty much, it pretty much ends where it's supposed to be. Right. Like the yeah, other injuries, the yeah, other shit that happens in between, but you like it, it's not, it's just, it doesn't have as much time to mature. So there are definitely inefficiencies um, within, within the snake draft ADP. I definitely, Suggest it if people, if people aren't trying it, I definitely suggest hopping in a few. You can even just do dollar drafts and, you know, get, go through 10 drafts. Um, What we've been on, we've been on the show right now for 13 minutes and we already went through uh, a six man draft and you could, you could do multiple at the same time. So definitely worth checking out. Um, We're just, we're just hoping and praying now that underdog starts, uh, starts offering golf stuff.
3: Be nice if Underdog was in Pennsylvania.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that would that be would better for you. That would be a good start. I think I'm. I think I'm more concerned about them offering golf in the first place, and then they can worry about Pennsylvania. Since RF. I,
3: I, I want to play that format so badly.
1: It just seems yeah, fun. Un, like everyone's un, underdog is yeah. underdog is great. Um, all right, so before. <laughs> Before we start talking about um, about our, our bets for the weekend, you can you can probably get a feel for guys that we like based on who we just drafted and what we were talking about. But before we do that, I just need to make a public service announcement. If you tweet something about a golf tournament on Thursday morning, it's fucking sarcasm. Just it's sarcasm. It's a joke. I don't, I, I am like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so fucking tilted off these morons that are like old take exposing me because I made a joke about bombers at Quail Hollow. Like, give me a break. This is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. Just, just, I, I needed to release that into the atmosphere and you guys don't have to comment if,
3: uh, if you don't want, but I just, I, I just, that out. I enjoy the fuckery.
1: Mo- most of my tweets if there's not like specific stats and like a visual i'm, I'm mostly just like i'm just screwing around like it's twitter yeah. it's not like That's, everything that i yeah. write on twitter is not like exactly well researched like well thought out i know i put that stuff out too but it like it doesn't mean that everything i say is like my actual like sometimes i'm just shit posting
3: it's the josh hermsmeier Hundred percent,
1: hundred percent. I wish I could be Frisco Josh when I grow up. Yeah, I don't think anybody's all... ever
3: said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be to be a football analyst and a wine connoisseur. It's good. Stuff. I mean, come on, the guy just the guy hit the nuts when classy, classy guy, yeah. classy guy.
1: Um, Yeah, so I just I just needed to get that out there because I was I. I don't understand how anybody could have read that and not realized that I was being sarcastic at nine thirty on a Thursday morning. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that. All right, yeah. let's uh, let's hit some let's hit some of our favorite bets here, Brian. I know that um, you had mentioned. I guess your... like what's what's your sort of split between uh, DFS and betting? Like you're more more betting is it 50 50 are you getting into dfs now like what's your what's your general like how are you putting money on golf every week? yeah
4: yeah so I, I definitely started with just betting on golf like on a book and like betting finishing positions and betting matchups and then about like a month and a half ago i was just, like all these people talking about dfs like i always knew about it but I, I never like was getting more and more into the industry and more and more on like wagering on golf and I just got into it, and I was like, this is legal, and it's like the best thing ever. and I love DFS. It's a lot of fun. And then, like I think like my third week doing it, it was it was two weeks ago at the Valero. like I just had a sick lineup for a while. and at one point on Friday, I was up twenty grand. Obviously, I didn't end up that much, but that rush and like that, like the fact that you could win that much money off a good lineup and having an inkling on a lot of golfers, which is all about what betting is about. I really got into it, but I definitely wager and like more money at risk every single week, like wagering on golf, like probably put like a hundred dollars a week into DraftKings and just kind of put them into a bunch of different lines, but I'm still learning. I'm still le- getting a lot better and I want to do a lot more mass entr- entries, but the money I put on like my Twitter, like I don't use units. Like I usually w- wager about like five, four or five, 400 to 600 a week on golf and then about 100 in DraftKings every week. So that's really kind of my split and what I've been doing.
3: Yeah, I, I... – Oh, no, Matt. We've lost him <laughs> to the abyss. Oh, no.
4: We'll have to hold the uh, the podcast back? going while he
1: recoupes it.
3: Am I back? I yeah. hear you, but I can hardly – I mean, back. nobody wants to –
1: nobody wants to look at me anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, like when we started the show, I would say I was like totally the opposite. Like I was like 90% DraftKings and like 10% betting. And I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably like 60, 40 betting at this point because the like DraftKings is great. And I, I love the, I love the GPP payouts and all that great stuff that you're chasing. But Realistically, like I've sh- I've shown over the past few years to myself that like I'm way more profitable betting than I am, uh, you know, playing putting lineups together yeah. on DraftKings. So I still throw in, you know, my usual like three to twenty lineups in different contests, depending on how I'm feeling for the week and how pricing looks. But I'm definitely I've definitely backed off um a little bit, and I was on uh, I was on Wools with. Uh, Pete Overzet and and Brick a couple weeks ago and and he was Brian was kind of saying the same thing that uh, like DFS Golf has just sharpened up so much as far as ownership goes like when Evan and I started this show literally if a guy missed the cut he the next week would be like single digital no matter who it was like there like there was no. There was no like, oh, actually, like his underlying metrics are actually pretty good. And it was just like a shitty putting week like that. That wasn't a thing like so many people would just be like, oh, well, he screwed me last week. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that this week. And that's obviously changed a ton. Like we're we're sort of in um, this this time right now with Data Golf and Fantasy National and, you know, the tools from Fantasy Golf Bag that are over at FTN uh, roto grinders like all these sites have um, you know labs has it too like all these sites have such good projections and such good ways of looking at strokes game that it's like that shit doesn't happen anymore unfortunately because it was it was yeah. a lot lot more fun back then
3: well uh, yeah I mean I yeah, wish it, I was there it, for it, that yeah well this, this was this was also before I think the PGA shot Link API was a thing and Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's i mean that's why all these models are the way they are that's why the game is sharpened up it's because this api came out so
1: that wasn't out
3: in 2017 i guess that's when we started
1: yeah when when we started i was i was copying and pasting year-to-date stats um off of off of pga tour.com so yeah i actually i actually found in my drive somewhere uh my old like show sheets i have to i have to tweet a couple like screenshots of that out because it's it's absolutely hysterical the shit that i used to look at and think was important <laughs> that's fine right, so, so brian why don't you uh why don't you tell us some of your uh your favorite outrights for the week have you have you shared your card uh on twitter i have
4: yeah, not i've been i've been waiting still? um i've been waiting till like wednesday i mean i really just posted whatever but i'm still kind of like going through a few things and like figuring out exactly how much I want to wager, but i I like outrights, but I'm not a huge outright guy. I like to make my money in the finishing position market, maybe throw a couple bucks on outrights every week, but it's so hard and so volatile. And obviously a lot of people hit outrights. Like a lot of people on Rory last week. So it's, it's doable. It's very, um, very doable and people do it every week, but it's kind of hard for me to do some outrights I have um, I I have Leishman outright, Willie Wynn. I really don't know, but do, can I can I go over like my favorite top twenties, maybe, or For like sure. top tens finishing positions?
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So two two finishing positions I really like, and I'm definitely wagering a lot of money on this week. Again, I said it. I drafted him. I really like Grant Snedeker this week. He's won me money recently. He's playing in really good form. I made a model where he, he puts really well on bent and he plays really well in easy conditions. And he's been playing some really good golf. He had a top 10 last like two weeks ago. So I really like him top 40 plus – I mean top 20 plus 240 I think I have him at. Maybe it's even higher. That could be a wrong number. I could look. But I really like him this week. Um, I also really like Matt Fitzpatrick, somebody you drafted – He's playing the best golf of his life. He's a birdie maker. He's a great putter. He drives it really well. Those are really the two things I'm looking at this week is um, is driving and putting and just be able to make birdies. Will Matt Fitzpatrick win? I mean, no, he, he, he hasn't won much on American soil, but I do think that he's going to be in contention. I do think he has a very solid week, so I think he's a great play for finishing position and in DFS this week.
1: Nice. I like it. Yeah, I so I went through, um, and I I've alluded to this over the last couple of weeks. The you know the legal books. Um, it seems like every week there's one that's just like completely, completely drunk as far as top twenty odds goes. Like they have been pricing up. They they've been pricing up these guys at the top so low that like to to not like have to go crazy with their hold. They just they have to price these mid tier guys in like the four hundred to eight hundred range and there's just there's just no shot that they should be that they should be this high. Like this week I saw I think it was Stallings. I make him like plus three thirty for a top twenty this week and he was plus eight hundred on points bet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like
4: yeah, just gotta take advantage of that.
1: Like Kazire is plus six hundred. And again, it's not like these these guys aren't like my favorite golfers in the world. And I, I'm not saying like, oh well, you should, you know, refinance your house so that you can bet on Pat and Kazire this week. But like if even at other books right now, Kazire is at most plus four hundred and points bet has plus six hundred. Like those discrepancies are over the long term are like super important so i have yeah i have Kazire stallings i have a uh, top 20 on burns at plus 150 which i think uh has a has a decent chunk of value it's love not, that
4: love that love that play
1: i make him closer to like one like plus 140 but um which usually isn't a bet for me but this week there just wasn't a ton so Um, I went a little heavy on Burns and then, um, Vincent Whaley also at at plus 700 on points bet. Um, another guy who it's just like completely off market. Like he's 450 at DraftKings and he's 700 at, at points bet. And I know that, um, I know Sky over at FTN is always on him as well. And, uh, and I, I definitely trust, I definitely trust Sky's, uh, opinion on these things. So. Um, those are those are my main main top twenty bets this week. Honestly, I haven't even really looked at uh, at the outright odds. Um, I'm assuming that Rom and Bryson are probably like,
3: yeah, Rom
1: 800 would be my guess.
3: I'm on Pinnacle. Rom's six twenty two. <laughs> Bryson is six ninety. Like, I mean, I Beat's get it. Those are
4: horrible. Absolutely horrible yeah. odds.
1: You know, I I get it. Like they don't want any liability on those guys, but like those aren't those aren't true. Like those aren't true odds, no matter how no matter how you slice it. Like they're not. I
3: mean, these are these are indicative of what the market, not their actual, but what the market's going to give you.
1: Right. But then those those guys being so low um, will inevitably lead to, you know, value down the board where guys are going to get guys are going to get like in the you know the 80s that should be in the 60s and and stuff like that and who like who the hell really knows this week like I know people don't like hearing that from like when you're listening to advice from somebody that you listen to but like this course could play really any like yeah maybe we maybe we think distance is great maybe it is but like who the hell knows we don't We don't know for sure how this course is going to play. You can listen. You can comb through the interviews on on Tuesday afternoon after the the, uh, press conferences and shit like that. But like, who the hell knows? Until Friday afternoon, we're probably not going to know. And there's a chance that if there's weather, we're still not going to (laughs) know how the course is supposed to play. So like, it just... It's just one of those things that I think is is super interesting watching people get, like, super confident. And it's just, like, it's volatile on a week-to-week basis with courses that we know. Like, how can you be that confident that you know how yeah. a course yeah. is going to play? Like, sure, take a stand, do your research, you know, tell yourself that story and, and play lineups based on how you think it's going to go. But, like,
3: I don't know. I mean, if we're you know speaking of bets here, I think Siwoo is mispriced across the betting market. I, his eighty eight hundred dollar price on DraftKings I think makes sense, but in terms of the betting market, I I think he's better than a thirty three to one. Um, he does fit. He from what we know about this course, from what we can imply, um, he he seems to fit well. Right, the all around game seems sharp. What is he doing? He's gaining strokes pretty much everywhere relative to this field, except putting. Putting, he's having some issues. Um, well, part of the part of his (laughs) putting
1: data was also with a three wood at the Masters, so
3: yeah, (laughs) I don't think that's tracked though, is it?
1: No, I'm I'm just kidding. I was
3: was thinking about that too when you when I was saying his name, I'm like, didn't he have that? Thing going on, yeah. With the but, what is he for right, like a top like, 10? What's that?
1: What is he for a top 10 right now? Do you have that? Up? A top 10, I yeah,
3: I'll, I got uh, it. Yeah, what's he top 10
4: on time on just draft 350 have, on draft?
3: Yeah, he's 385 pinnacle, which.
4: Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing about like golf odds is that there's so many books and there's so many different odds. Like they can't all be so sharp or like if you're betting other sports, like the lines are so sharp that it's hard to get kind of an edge. So if you have a bunch of books and like if it's legal, you could just oh, yeah. like I'm on a bunch of different that's like my, local yeah. books. But if you're on legal books, I mean, it's so easy to exploit the the odds in the market and just find good numbers on people.
3: I'm telling you and this doesn't necessarily apply to golf directly. It also applies to a sport like UFC. Fox bet is the most square book I've ever seen when it comes to at least UFC betting. I've seen some really weird golf odds there as well. Um, But like, that's why you shop though. It's like you have Fox bet and then FanDuel FanDuel offers wonky odds sometimes. Um, which is, I mean, it's good for us. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But, like, it's kind of the importance of shopping, of line shopping. Yep. You, can find, you can find, like, 30 cents of value by just being, like, oh, instead of depositing my, I don't know, $50. In the one book that has worse odds, you can go to another book that's giving you 30 cents better odds. And it put your same $50 in there. It's like, yeah, and I, my friends no are not there. doing that. My friends are the loyalists. The loyalist types, where they're like, "Oh, I like I like Dave Portnoy, so I'm just gonna put all my sports bets in the Barstool, and not shop the odds at all." I'm like, "This is why you suck."
1: This is why you're gonna have to redeposit shortly. Yeah, yeah. like no, not- that's that's the thing. Like people, uh, people are obsessed with being on the you know the quote unquote right side, um, and p- like random like a random better just isn't, isn't price sensitive enough. Like if you're, if you're just betting on like big events every once in a while, then like, yeah, whatever, just you're doing it for entertainment. It is what it is. But like, if you want to sustain through a PGA season, like it's, you're talking about like 40 plus weeks of betting throughout the year. And you have to, you have to take advantage of those little discrepancies whenever you can. It, it, you might not go really long without capitalizing on, you know, an outright that's supposed to be 66 to one and it's 80 to one. But the time, those rare times that you do actually capitalize on it, it makes up for all the times that you didn't do that. Like it, it does add up pretty quickly, especially in golf markets where there's longer odds. When you're talking,
3: did Brian just drop out? Brian just disappeared. No.
1: Um, when you know when you're talking about areas, we're having all sorts of tech difficulties. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know what
3: happened. <laughs> no, is strange.
1: Yeah, know. it's been it's been a little weird lately. Um, is there an echo? I'm sorry.
3: No, you're fine. I, I don't hear
4: anything. I'm fine.
1: Um, all right, let's. Uh, sorry about and, that. No worries. Any uh, any other any other guys that we that we miss that you think we should uh, we should talk about before wrapping up here, Brian?
4: Okay, you know I'm looking at my card. I think I think I, I like Thomas Peters this week. Top twenty, top ten. I mean, it's so hard to predict. Like you were saying, it's so hard to predict who's going to win a tournament on a regular week. Like this week, it's even harder. Plus, you factor in the, a major next week. It's like the most random stuff happens before a major. Um so I mean people are gonna have outrights, so obviously that's how they bet, but I- I'm always very light and I'm more light on it this week. Um some other bets I like. I mean, I think Palmer, I got him at plus two hundred for a top twenty play. I think he's a popular pick for it makes sense because he has a course record and he's lives in Texas and he's a great player and he's been playing very consistent. I mean, I don't see a miscut from him. I think he's going to play well. So I think at top 20, you're doubling your money. I think it's a good number. Get the best number, obviously. Um, and, I mean, I also do weirdly think – I mean, a lot of people are betting Bryson. And that – I mean, the, his odds now kind of suck. But I think Bryson could win every week, and this kind of feels like another place he could win. But I feel like you could say that any week about him. So, I mean, at the top guys, I I do think Bryson, and I think Spieth could also have a good week for the fact that he won, he won the most recent week before a major and he's been playing amazing golf. So I think Spieth and Bryson, obviously they will be very high owned, but if you want to start your lineup in DFS or maybe a top 10 bet, or just want to throw a little bit on and out right at a top price guy, I think those would be my two. A favorite. Nothing groundbreaking there. I mean,
1: those are just two great golfers. It
3: makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think Matt, you want an opportunity to hate me? Oh. uh, Always. Go ahead. You want to
3: talk about an outright.
1: Wait, can I guess?
3: Take a guess. I don't think you're going to get him. Can Can you give me like a range? A range.
4: Give me the range. The range.
3: I'll tell you he's. Slightly worse than two hundred to one. Okay, hang on.
1: Um, at, at Pinnacle. Yeah.
3: And it's I not a guy that, guy that I traditionally talk about on this show. Will Gordon. Wow, you got him. There you go, Will Gordon. Will <laughs> you Gordon. You know him well. That was impressive.
1: Yeah, I saw it in his eyes.
3: <laughs> that was strange. That was strange. How easy that came. Kind of scared. <laughs> but um but yeah no Will Gordon at I what 241 to 1 right now. He kind of makes sense here as an out well I mean you can make sense of him as an outright but more realistically he's probably like a top 10 candidate um top 20. But like he is the he's gaining the second most strokes uh driving driving the ball of anyone in this field. And again if we're going to value driving distance over anything else on this course from what we know, what courses might correlate best with quail hollow. Um, Will Gordon makes a lot of sense um, as to have in your betting on your betting card in some aspect, um, you know, somewhere in between like a top 20 or maybe a win if you really want to be ballsy. And then, I mean, we didn't talk about it for DFS, but it's 6,800. He's like, it's pretty cheap. He's pretty cheap and he fits here half decently. Like enough to justify enough to justify his price tag. <laughs> yeah, no, I think
1: I think that's fine. It, he's he's uh three hundred to one at three six five right now. So yeah. if you put an E Troy on him, he'd be seventy five to one for a top five. I don't hate that. That's a that's a nice cheap uh cheap little flyer there that you could uh it could pay off pretty nicely. So
3: I mean he's I like never it. finished. He's never finished better than actually no, he has a third. Never mind. I forgot about the Travelers. Yeah, he had that third place last year. But I like he's played some decent tournaments. Um he missed his last two cuts, but
1: you know. Yeah, but I mean he's he's the quintessential like you know, if if his Friday round didn't happen, he would have been like he he has He has, like, scoring upside for sure, and he usually has a couple of low rounds. It's just, you know, he mixes in, like, a 76 too often, basically, is his problem. (laughs) Which is a big problem, but you know what I mean.
3: It's a huge problem. But, like, on the off chance he could put it together for an entire, you know, four-day stretch, is a top 10 out of the question? I mean, a top 20 is definitely not out of the question. Is it top 10? No. You know, so – I don't know for someone who fits well here from what we know about this course then, you know. I like it.
1: Should be All right, interesting. I think I think we got to I think we got to wrap it up there. I think Will Gordon uh, winning is the is the spiciest take of the day and uh, yeah. I think I think that just about does it. So Brian, thanks for uh thanks for making the time in. We'll definitely yeah. uh, circle back at some point this year. And uh, and have you back on? Thanks again, man.
4: Yeah, just hoping to have consistent uh, profitable weeks, and I appreciate you guys having me on so I could uh, share some insight. And I'm glad we could chat some DFS. And I just feel bad that I'm gonna win the snake draft. Yeah, easily. It's gonna be. It won't be close. <laughs> just want to say that. Um, now, but I do appreciate the time and uh, the fact that you guys uh, had me on. I had a really good time.
1: I'm glad, man. Thanks. Thanks again, Evan. As always, a pleasure. Uh, If you are listening, if you're watching this right now, um, there's a few spots left in the Listener League, so make sure you hop in there. And we will see you next week for the PGA Championship. All right. See you guys.